0: Be there in Jonah, and uh, we're going to look at tonight um, storms of life. And it's been said that you're in a storm, you're in the middle of a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. And storms happen, unfortunately. And be honest with you, as I began to ask the Lord what He wanted and so forth, um, <laughs> I didn't even realize it's hurricane season. Now, Pastor Crabb, I'm not smart enough to figure that out. That was God doing that. But I didn't even think about storms of life. That's just what God put on my heart. Storms of life. And, uh, you know, storms is something that we all face. And storms, what takes place in storms is that it'll hit anybody. It doesn't matter. It's not a respecter of persons. Oh, you're a Christian. We're not going to hit you. Oh, you're unsaved. God allows storms. God has those storms, and I can't tell you how many testimonies that I've heard from men that have said, I'm so glad that God put a storm in my life that brought me to this place, when he's talking about jail or prison, that God saved my soul because of a storm happened. You know, mostly we think of storms, we think of devastation, we think of bad things, and there is bad things. But tonight, what I want to look at is I'm going to look at three different storms and uh, some things that I hope will be a blessing and help to you. The first one that I want to look at here is in Jonah, chapter number 1. And uh, I'm going to start reading there in verse number 1 and read down there uh, a few verses. The Bible says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Midian, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. Jonah rose up to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out, here it is, a great wind into the sea, that there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and every man unto his, excuse me, cried into, let me try this again, and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said to him, what meanest thou, O sleeper, arise, call upon thy God. So be that God will think upon us that we perish not. And they said every one to his fellow, Come, and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation, and whence comest thou, and what is thy count, excuse me, what is thy country, and of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then when the men were ex- the men exceedingly afraid, said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee, that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wroth was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be common to you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we come to you tonight, and we just want to thank you for the privilege that we have to be in your house. Thank you. This this is a, a hiding place, Lord. This is a place that we can get away from the world, and we can get into your presence. This is a place that we can hear your word, that it can convict us, that it can change us, that it can challenge us, that we can be uh, the best servant for you. Now, Holy Spirit of God, I ask now, would you come in our midst? Would you just come and sp- just in the presence and speak to each heart tonight? Holy Spirit of God, would you speak to me? But not only speak to me, speak through me. God, I sure do need you. I am helpless without you. But I thank you that you're a God that is with me and you're a God that can help us through every circumstance of life, these storms that we fa- face. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. As a look at this and look at these different storms, and here's the first storm that I want you to see. Now I told you storms hit everybody. It doesn't matter if you're saved or unsaved, it, it, it gets us all. But we're here in Jonah, and Jonah is a child of God. Jonah is someone who knows God personally has a personal relationship and there's a storm that takes place in Jonah's life and the storm is this. It's the storm of discipline. Now, you know, I'm just going to be straight up and very honest with you as as I try always to be. You know, not a one of us in this room like to be disciplined. Oh me, oh my, am I the only one? Help me here. All right? None of us like to be disciplined. None of us like to say, you did this wrong. Not a one of us. But God does that for his children. And what did he do for Jonah? What he did for Jonah was this. He began to prepare some things. And he prepared a great wind. And when Jonah fled, as we read the portion of Scripture here just a moment ago, can you really get away from the presence of God? You can't really get away from God. You try to run, and what did he do? He tried to get away from the presence of God. He took that ship, and when he took that ship, you know what he was saying? God, I don't want to do what you told me to do. And right there is the essence, and you see this just as well as that. The first thing is this: it's disobedience. The Bible talks about and I, or excuse me, 1 Samuel 15:22, it's better to obey than sacrifice. God doesn't care what you can give him. What he wants is your and my heart. Someone taught me this, and I'm so thankful that they taught me this. They said this, if you want to keep your kids, get their hearts. Are you hearing me? If you want to keep your kids, get their hearts. Because something is always after their hearts. By the way, you and I that are older and have, you know what? We need to keep our heart for Him. And it's easy to allow circumstances. It's easy for things to come into our lives. And you know what? We don't want to do what God wants us to do. Disobedience is this. Failure or refusal to obey rules or someone in authority. Oh my, look at our society today. You tell me we're not, I'm telling you, the Bible says children of disobedience, is that not happening in our society? Are we not seeing these things? Let me tell you something, as a child of God, if you want to avoid the storm of discipline, you better learn to obey. You better learn it, you better get it. You know, we learned this as a child, and you those of you, those of you who had children, you know what I'm talking about. How many times did you tell me, listen and obey? I know my wife said that so many times, I started doing it. No, I'm dead. <laughs> Now, I'm teasing, but listen and obey. It's a principle that we teach our kids, but you never get too old for it. It's it's a principle that we need to keep applying. And as we see that here in Jonah, we see his disobedience. He said, I don't want to do what you... God said, go cry against their wickedness. Can you imagine how Jonah must have felt? Could you imagine what he was feeling, the pressures? Can you imagine? But let me tell you something disobedience is never the answer. And by the way, when you always run from things, it always takes down your character. It takes you down. It doesn't bring you up. It doesn't put you to the place where God wants you to be. And may God help us in this here, learn from that. obey Him. If God says whatever, I remember after I got saved and um, I was growing in the Lord, and I remember telling the Holy Spirit I was, I was talking about this recently, and I remember telling the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, whatever you speak, I want to do it. Whatever you tell me to do, whether it's go over there and speak a word to that person, whether it's give a tractor, I want to do that. But you know what? That's easy to make that decision back then. You know, it's a daily decision. It's a constant decision. It doesn't stop at that. But another aspect that, I've seen that, call, that I see here that can cause a storm of discipline in our lives is simply this. It's selfishness. It's selfishness. We see this. Jonah Jonah didn't want those people to hear the word of God. He didn't want those people to get saved. He didn't want God to do this to these Gentiles. He didn't want to see this. Listen to this word selfishness, what it means. It means concern excessively and exclusively with oneself. Seeking or concentrating on one's own advantage, pleasure, or well-being without regret. Someone said this to me. They said, you know how many and I don't mean this disrespectful, you know how many old folks' homes are filled with those people who have nobody to come see them? You know why? Many of them, not all of them, but many of them, they lived their lives just for themselves. It was all about them. It was all what I want. Give me what I want. By the way, that's the road that Jonah was trying to go. Hey, that's not what I want to do, God. I don't want any parts of that. We want to learn to avoid these storm, this storm of discipline, learn to obey, learn not to be selfish. And by the way, I don't know about you, isn't it natural to be selfish? Huh? You didn't have to teach your kids, hey, that's for you, don't let anybody else have that. You don't have to do that. It's within us. You have to work not to be selfish. And the third thing here in this storm of discipline that I see is this. Ooh, man, this brings conviction. I don't like this one, but you know, I gotta give it to you because it's procrastination. Procrastination. Listen to this. Means to put off something intentionally or habitually. The put off of doing something that should be done. Let me ask you this question, and only you can answer this. What's God telling you that He wants you to do? And are you procrastinating? We procrastinate because we push things over because we don't want to deal with them. But let me tell you something. You want some discipline? You want the storms of life to come upon your life? I'm telling you, He'll bring it upon you. So not only do we see the storms of discipline in Jonah's life, now I'm going to take you over to, to Mark, the book of Mark, chapter number 4. I'm aware of the time, so I'm trying to move quickly, okay? Uh What was it? Like Elizabeth Taylor told her seventh husband, this won't be long. But anyway. Mark chapter number 5. So we looked at the storm of discipline and what took place in Jonah's life. But now I want to look at the storm of discipling. The storm of discipling. Here in Mark chapter number 5 in verse number 35. Excuse me, Mark 4, I told you wrong. Mark 4, 35. Here it is now. It's, it's a different avenue. It's discipling. And Jesus spent many hours discipling his disciples. He was teaching them. Here, let me start reading verse number 35. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there was also with him other little ships. And there arose, here it is, a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow, and they awake him, and saying to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now I want you to get this picture here, and I want you to get this because this is very important. Jesus, when he told them to get into the ship, what did he say to them? What What is that first part right there? Let us pass over on the other side. You know what? When Jesus had already given them the answer, but they didn't even realize that they'd already had the answer because Jesus said, let us pass over. He said, we're going to the other side, but they totally forgot that. They totally forgot that. Look what takes place, and I want, I want you to see this. They're going through the storm, and, and boy, it gets pretty fierce. The winds are blowing. It says the ship was so full that the water, and here's what the disciples took place. This is what they did. They said, Master, cares not that we die? Don't you care that we're going to die? You know what had taken place in their lives and what he was trying to teach them? You ready? Don't let your emotions control you. Now that's easy to say. Because when you're fearing for your life, the emotions begin to take off. And they begin to get out of control. And you think about this, what causes you, and what causes me to do wrong? You know what it is? Our flesh. Our flesh causes that. Every time I tell those men, I said, you know why you're in here? And obviously they do, but it's their flesh. When you do what your flesh wants, it's wrong. But God's saying, don't depend upon your flesh. And isn't it easy to depend upon our flesh? Isn't it easy to say, I, and you try to do it? But you know what God was trying to teach them? You ready? You ready? Don't let your emotions control you, but not only that, faith. Faith. Did he not tell them that they were going to the other side? He did, didn't he? He did tell them. You know what we do? This is what we do. A storm comes. Lord, please stop the storm. Lord, please take me out of the storm. But that's not what he promises. He promises to go through the storm with you. That's what He promises. He doesn't promise to get to remove the storm from you. He promises that He'll go with you through the storm. One of my favorite verses is Isaiah 41.10. And it says this, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will hold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. God's beginning trying to teach His disciples, don't let your emotions control you. Don't fear. Have faith. Boy, that's easy to say. Do you really trust the Lord? Do you really trust the Lord? Because let me tell you something, when the storm comes, you know what? Could they control the storm? They couldn't. They couldn't even control their ship. But I want you to see this. What did Jesus do? Peace be still. You know what their thoughts, those disciples are thinking? What manner of man is this that even the winds? And the sea obey him. You know what? He's saying, Trust me. You might not understand, but trust me. The Bible says in Hebrews 11:6, For without faith, it's impossible to please Him. How's your faith? Now listen: not your faith, but your faith in Him. Do you trust Him? Because He's the one who gives us faith. The Bible says this in Galatians 5.16, and I'm going to move on. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's what Jesus was trying to teach his disciples. Don't let your flesh control you. Allow the Holy Spirit of God. By the way, I've heard this many times, and, and Pastor Crabb can verify this. "RU you is about teaching individuals to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. It's constant choices. And that's what Jesus was teaching here in this storm, the storm of discipling. And then the last storm is this, is the storm of display. And quickly, I'm going to go through this, Acts chapter number 27. It's the, act of display, or the storm of display. You know, sometimes God allows storms just to display Himself, just to display His power, just to pr- display His protection. And he does that in this passage of Scripture. And I'm going to give you a few things. I'm going to move quickly so we can end this up. But I want you to see in verse number 4 of Acts chapter number 27, we begin to see here in verse 4 that the latter part of it, because the winds were contrary. We see here, here's the storm. In verse number 10, we get to drop down to verse number 10. We see Paul. This is the Apostle Paul. By the way, Apostle Paul, man, he had been through a lot of different storms of life. And uh, it says here in verse 10, And he said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this vi- this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of lives. Do you realize that God, the Holy Spirit, spoke to Paul, and he told Paul, you tell these people not to go, not to take this voyage, not to do that. God used Paul to display this to him, to present this to him. But you know what? We're all people and we have choices. We have choices to make. And they decided not to heed the instruction of Paul. Well, let's continue on. Look down in verse number 14 with me. In verse number 14, but not long after there arose against a tempestuous wind called ural Now, when I looked this up and, and looked a little bit about this, it means it's a great wind. The sailors feared this wind. Because this wind could bring great devastation. And so they're out in the midst of this storm. Paul has already, the Holy Spirit has told Paul, tell these people not to go, but they would not listen. We see also in verse number 18, it talks about the, they were tossed with a tempest, talking about the intensity of the storm. But look with me in verse number 21. But, not, but after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them, and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me, and have not loosed from Crete, to have gained this harm and loss. Look at the next, the next verse that goes with it. And now I exhort you, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Verse 25, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. You know what? You know what he's telling these men? Hey, this what God came? God spoke to my heart. God told me this. God showed me this. He said there's not going to be any harm of life. There's going to be a great devastation to this ship, but there's nobody's life that's going to be lost. And he says, I believe God. I believe God. Let me ask you this question. Do you believe God? When you're in the midst of the storm, do you believe that He loves you? Do you believe that He's with you? Do you believe that He'll comfort you? Do you believe He'll help you through the storm? He will. Why did all this take place? It was simply for this. To display the power and protection. Can you imagine those people that were on that ship had heard Paul say all these things, and it came to pass? You know what? I believe they wanted to hear more about Paul's God, because they saw what Paul's God did for not only him, but for them. Let me give you this. Remember Hurricane Irma? Yeah. How can you forget? September 11th, right? (laughs) I remember them reporting on television as, as you watch the news, by the way, if you watch the news, we're all dying, okay? Um, but if it, I remember as we watched the news, remember how the water blew of the sea, how it was so far out and people could walk out into the ocean? You know what God was doing? He was just doing a little bit of his handiwork. You know what it confirmed to him for me, would help me, encourage me. If he did that here, In 2017, I I believe He did that at the Red Sea as well. I believe that. That's a powerful God. And many times He allows storms to come in our lives just to display and bring Him honor, to bring Him glory. So when you go through storms, I'm telling you, it's not fun, but it's all for our good. I'm going to close with this. Listen to this. Till the storm passes over in the dark of the midnight have I oft hid my face while the storm's above me, or excuse me, as the storm howls above me, there's no hiding place. Mid the crash of the thunder, precious Lord, hear my cry. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more, till the clouds roll forever from the sky. Hold me fast, let me stand in the hollow of thy hand keep me safe till the storm passes by. Let me tell you, storms will come. There's a storm of the disobedience where Jonah he was, he was disciplining, there's the storm of discipling where he'll put you through it to teach you. You know what? When I went through hurricane, this is my first hurricane I ever went through, was Hurricane Irma. You know what? I learned some things. One, don't believe the media. Number two, don't panic. (laughs) All right? I learned some things. I'm more prepared. God puts us through those things to prepare us, to teach us. But sometimes he just allows the storm to just to bring him honor and glory so people can see him and what a great God he is. Let's have your heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, we just come to you tonight. Thank you that you're in control of all aspects of our lives. And Lord, maybe if there's something in our life, it's easy, it's easy. And all of us in this room have been disciplined. God doesn't mean that we're horrible people, but it just means that you're a great God, that you love us, that you want to keep us close. And thank you for your patience with with us, Lord, how you teach us. And then thank you for the privilege, how you use us. And many times just bring honor and glory to yourself. And God, I just pray, would you just work in hearts as only you can? God, I can't. I can't do anything, but I'm so grateful that you can do all things. So, Father, I pray, would you just work? Would you just encourage? And would you challenge? We'll give you the praise for what you will accomplish. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com